I'll make our government open and transparent. Tired of being lied to by Washington? Tired of being hoodwinked by the mainstream media? The press is so dishonest. Then go to 21stCenturyWire.com for the very best U.S. and international news and analysis. Also for premium reports, podcasts, videos, and documentaries, subscribe and become a member at 21wire.tv. Visit www.21stCenturyWire.com. Don't touch that dial. Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. This is Patrick Henningsen Live, brought to you by 21stCenturyWire.com. And now, breaking down the news in ways no one else will, here's Patrick. All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Patrick Henningsen Live, broadcasting to you on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX, over the AM frequency here throughout greater Phoenix and central Arizona and globally at 1100kfnx.com this hour of overdrive is brought to you by 21stCenturyWire.com and 21wire.tv go there for all your news views and analysis and also a big shout out to our listeners over there on the internet streams globally at TuneIn app Spreaker app and of course the alternate current radio.com crew and uh, this past Sunday, we had a tremendous show, uh, you know, great reaction uh, from our listeners uh, from the show. We had some uh, tremendous guests as well. Uh, you can go to 21stCenturyWire.com. That show is still up there at the top of the featured section, the Sunday Wire with Patrick Henningsen. And uh, that was a powerful show. It was a powerful show. And uh, look, this has been an incredible week. We have a new president of the United States. Uh, Donald J. Trump. So, touch wood, it really happened. If you're uh, a Hillary Clinton supporter, you still might want to pinch yourself. Uh, it's real. He was sworn in. Uh, so, he hasn't been impeached yet, although uh, there's a lot of calls for that. Even though he hasn't uh, served a week in office, they're calling for impeachment already. So, it's going to be a wild ride, ladies and gentlemen. Donald J. Trump, the 45th President of the United States, POTUS extraordinaire, uh, and oh, what a time it's going to be. Uh, America is scrambled right now politically. Uh, if it was over easy the last eight years, it's scrambled in 2017. So everything's up in the air. All bets are off. And we'll talk about that uh, today. We've got a very special guest we'll connect with in just a few minutes. Uh, his name is Gerald Salente. Uh, but before we connect to Gerald, let's go through some of the top stories. What's extraordinary about you know, if you look back at past presidential uh, new presidents, you know, usually there's this kind of grace period, you know, there's not a whole lot happening. Uh, they're just kind of easing into it, maybe sign a few executive orders quietly, uh, like Obama did when he first came into office to seal all his personal records. That was the fir- By the way, that's the first executive order Obama signed in 2009 was to seal all of his personal college records and everything so no one could look at them that was interesting um but trump's doing things a little bit more over the table uh already already he's come good on well at least put in motion three major campaign promises three major planks to his platform this is totally unheard of uh in politics full stop just in, in american politics but in politics presidents politicians do not fulfill their campaign promises 
ever. Okay, you're, they're lucky if they do one or do a sort of a halfway house job on a couple of promises, and even then that might take four years if they're a senator, you know, more than that, five, six, seven, ten years. Donald Trump, within seven days, has already moved down the field. He has moved the, advanced the ball down the field on uh, three major things. I uh, signed uh, an executive order uh, to effectively dump the Trans-Pacific Partnership. That was a big part of his campaign. Uh, and this is also going to include a possible renegotiation of uh, the United States' position in NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement. So there's the gold standard of trade agreements there, gone by the wayside, potentially. Uh, looks like it's moving in that direction. The other thing, uh, the Keystone Pipeline, Dakota Access Pipeline executive orders signed to basically kickstart, restart those two projects. Um, of course, there'll be a lot of pushback from that, considering all the protests that have taken place uh, in over the Dakota Access Pipeline just in the last sort of six months. Now, the other thing is the wall. Uh, today, executive uh, action or announcement of an executive directive uh, to start the wall with between the u.s and mexico uh they're already talking about budgets timelines you know this is something that everyone thought including myself that this wasn't going to be uh possible it would just be tied up in red tape and lots of uh arguing back and forth and yes uh donald trump maintains that in one way or another mexico will pay for the wall uh so there you go three major planks in the campaign platform totally unheard of uh, but let me just make a one quick comment on the border wall. You know, just the announcement that you're going to enforce uh, the borders, um, this immediately is going to slow down the flow of uh, uh, illegal immigration over the southern border. Okay. Now, imagine uh, if you have a president that's talking about amnesty, uh, universal amnesty, and so forth, and, uh, you know, projecting, telegraphing the United States is going to be soft on. Uh, immigration and uh, catch and release and all this other stuff that's going to increase the demand so uh you know people like coyotes who are shaking down poor people from guatemala seven to ten grand uh to for the trip from central america into the united states now that market might just dry up a little bit when people find out that hey uh there's a new president and the policy is much stricter that's might might slow the flow of uh, of illegal uh, immigration or just immigration full stop over the southern border. That's a powerful statement in itself, and it will affect that black market. Uh, make no mistake about it. Now, our next guest, uh, we're going to introduce our next guest. Uh, our next guest is a pioneer uh, in trends forecasting. Uh, he also happens to be a best-selling author and many things in his career, director of the Trends Research Institute based in Kingston, New York. And he's also a publisher and founder of the Trends Journal. Uh, and his name uh, is Gerald uh, Salente. Uh, he's going to be joining us uh, on the live link. Uh, are you there, Gerald? Oh, I think Hello? That, yes, he's there. Hello, Gerald. I'm here. Do you hear me? Absolutely loud and clear. How are you, Gerald? Ah, uh, very good. Great meeting you, by the way. Uh, likewise. That was a little pleasant surprise. I wasn't expecting to run into you in New York. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, and, uh, you know, Gerald, this is an extraordinary new year. I know you've come into the new year so many, so many times. Uh, a lot of people look forward to your publication of, of your journal, your, um, each year in the Trends Journal. And this is a unique year, Gerald. There's a lot more going on. 
uh, politically, and this is going to reverberate economically. Uh, this is definitely a change year, or is it? This is why we've got you on this week, Gerald. We want to know exactly what you think about 2017 going in here. And it seems like, to me, politically, uh, ec- everything's up for grabs uh, with this new president. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, but with Trump, everything's up for grabs. <laughs> how, how, are you, how are you seeing this, Gerald? Because I know you're getting swamped with inquiries. Everybody wants to know what you think, uh, where, where the markets are going. The Dow just pushed over 20,000 today. There's a lot going on. Um, how, are you, how are you keeping track of this right now? Well, we had forecast this was going to happen in our um, May edition of the May 2016 edition of the Trends Journal. It's in print. We're the only magazine that I know of in the world that, that nailed it and said Trump was going to win. And we're political atheists. We look at things for the way they are, not the way we want them to be. And there were two basic reasons. One cover of our Trends Journal going back to May of 2015 was liars, cowards, freaks, and fools welcome to the presidential reality show. And this was two months before Trump got into it. It was a reality show from the beginning. So what we did when we saw Trump get in, we saw this guy's a real reality show champion, and he knows how to play the game. And that is, there is no game. You play it your own way. And he broke apart the political system. The second reason is that we use that phrase that Bill Clinton used in 1992 when he was running. It's the economy, stupid. This wasn't about Trump. It's the message, and he was the messenger. If we had a different messenger, by the way, he would have slaughtered. He would have slaughtered Clinton, because we kept writing in the Trends Journal that the only thing that could kill Trump is himself. You know that uh, that he would that he was his greatest enemy in this. But it's the message, Patrick, and it's a global message. It's the Five Star Movement in Italy, the Cinque Stelle. It's the AFD Party, Alternative for Deutschland in Germany. It's Le Pen's party. It's in France. It's it's the uh, Gert Wilders party in the Netherlands. The P, it's it's the economy, stupid. Here's the facts. Go back and Obama brags that he created ten million jobs during his eight years as president. Okay, great. Now let's look at the Harvard Princeton study that shows again. This isn't the World Socialist. This is Harvard Princeton. Shows that ninety four percent of the jobs that were created are temporary jobs. Let's go back to the facts. You see a spike in corporate earnings that went up like 166% in those eight years. Real wages went up 3.4%. Let's look at the facts. Uh 95% of the wealth created since 2009 went to the 1%. We'll hold that thought, Gerald. Uh, We're going to touch on that after the break. I'm here with Gerald Salente from the Trends Research Institute, and we are talking about what's really going on going into 2017. Stay right there. We'll be right back after these messages. It's time. Since 2009, 21st Century Wire has been a trusted source of alternative news with opinion, analysis, investigative reports, and features covering stories from North America to Europe to the Middle East and globally. In the last two years, we've grown dramatically. 
This year, we're expanding our programming and our reporting and adding to our team of dedicated contributors. But we need your help. There is a way you can support us. Go to 21wire.tv and click on 21wire membership to find out more about how you can help support our platform by subscribing and becoming a member. In return, we promise to keep it independent and keep it real. But that's not all. By subscribing to 21wire.tv, members will get access to more premium content like virtual private screenings of new documentaries and short films and get inside access to members' podcasts like On the QT with Patrick Henningsen. And also, you can see our new morning commute show Drive-By Wire with Sean Helton as well as our new geopolitical current affairs series Insight, shot in high definition. By becoming a member, you're also helping to support the Sunday Wire radio show, as well as all our great reporting at 21stCenturyWire.com. There's more. Members will also gain access to our fortnightly Members Situation Report newsletter, as well as special discounts on all 21 Wire merchandise up at our online store, Shop 21. Subscribe and become a member at 21wire.tv. Issues from metal toxicity and nutritional deficiencies, mercury from dental fillings, lead from lipstick, aluminum from cookware are just a few causes of metal poisoning. Find your risks with a hair analysis. Call Healthy Habit, 6029 North 7th Street in Phoenix. For testing, call 602-252-6000. That's 602-252-6000. Log on and listen live. 1100kfnx.com. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. This is Independent Talk 1100KFNX. We're bringing you live on the AM frequency. I'm here with my guest, uh, Gerald Salente from the Trends Research Institute. And before the break, Gerald, I think what you were trying to explain before the break, Gerald, was the the Trump economy. This is an article from Trends Journal, uh, one of the last issues. The the Trump economy versus the global economy. Um, Explain what... What, what you mean by this, because th- this is the paradigm we're looking at. Well, yes, and again, in, in talking about, as we move on to this, is that the reason Trump won, it's about the economy, and it's going on around the world. In the United States, Patrick, 51% of the people that are working full-time are earning $30,000 or less. So now we're seeing the boost in the equity markets. This is real. Again, we, we did a 180 in our forecast. People used to call me on the economic front, Mr. Gloom and Doomer. And when after the election, we, we went totally with gold. We went in a reverse. We didn't see it moving the way we had forecast it after Trump got elected and the economy's growth. So here's the three things for pushing the economic growth. Again, whether you agree or disagree with the policies, that's not, we don't, we don't, we don't take a position on it. We say this is what's going on. Okay, he's going to lower taxes, both for corporations and for individuals. That spurs growth. Okay, he's going to deregulate. So there's going to be more freedom for businesses to do what they want. Again, agree or disagree, not the issue. And he's going to stimulate the economy with his um, his uh, stimulus program, building infrastructure. So we look at those issues and say, okay, these are growth issues. You can't deny these. And now you're seeing, and again, we only stick with the facts. You're looking at the stock market from, for example, from Election Day to New Year's Day. 
it was the biggest spike since 1952 when Dwight D. Eisenhower was elected. Wow. You're looking at small business optimism in December. It spiked at the highest level since 1980 when Ronald Reagan got elected. Now let's go back to 1980. The country's suffering from stagflation. The Iran hostage crisis is going on. People are down in the dumps. And boom, the Reagan administration comes in. It's a whole new ballgame. Again, we look at the, there's the media world, the political world, and the real world. If you get caught up in the political world and the media world, since Trump was elected up until Inauguration Day, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming. And then it was, we're going to have a vote recount in, in, in Michigan and Wisconsin and in Pennsylvania. And we've got to do something about the Electoral College. So that's the media and the political world. Now you go back to the real world. Confidence among consumers hit a 2009 high in December. And 2009 is when Obama got elected with the hope and change you could believe in. You know, he was, he was this great fraudster that promised all... And again, we wrote about it as it was happening, so we're not looking back at it. I used to be in the business, so I, I designed and instructed American politics and campaign technology toward St. John's University. I was the assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate. You know, I was the chief government affairs specialist of the chemical industry in D.C. I know what it looks like. So we knew Obama was a fraud from the beginning. I'm mentioning this because of the great optimism that people had when he got elected. That optimism is transferring over to to Trump as well. But when you get outside the media world and the political world. So where's the economy going? We look at a, a much better economy for the United States, but the global economy is different. You, I said to you, we did a reversal on gold. That's because the dollar is gaining strength. It hit recently 14-year highs. The stronger the dollar gets, the weaker gold gets at home. Mm-hmm. So now, but what's, what does that mean overseas? Well, here's where Trump is wrong. Trump keeps screaming and yelling, and now even little Chucky Schumer over there, the, the, the senator from New York, <laughs> I can't stand these people. They, 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 uh, another guy, you know, never worked a day in his life and shoots off his little fat mouth and tells us all what to do. There should be a rule, by the way, that politicians should not be able to run for office. These are the same people you hated in high school and college that wanted to be class presidents out of the student council. Anyway, they're all saying that China is manipulating the currency so they can export more. That's not true. China spent over a trillion dollars last year in reserve currencies trying to prop up the yuan. They have money outflows that are killing them. They're doing everything they can to keep the dough in the country. Matter of fact, you know why Bitcoin is going up so high? 94% of Bitcoin's rise is because of Chinese people buying Bitcoins because the yuan is collapsing. And now the Chinese, two days ago, put restrictions on Bitcoins. They're putting premiums on it when you buy them. So when I'm talking about going back to the dollar... There's over $10 trillion of debt because they had a zero interest rate policy and all this cheap money, that all the cheap dollars, all these emerging markets borrowed dollars. Now they've got to pay them back as their currencies are declining. Hey, take a trip to Mexico. You're not far from there. Isn't the peso doing great? <laughs> so they have to pay back this with declining currencies. But that's why we still say that gold is a good safe haven asset. But we don't see it spiking. Unless, of course, there's a wild card that, you know, gets thrown in the deck. So the U.S. economy we see doing much better compared to what it would have been. And we've never been this optimistic on the economy in the last 25 years. And so what, is this, what does this mean? I know this is a, there's two sides to this, you know, having U.S. 
companies bring jobs home, there's got to be there's a carrot and a stick approach. The 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 carrot seems to be lower corporate taxes. The uh, the stick seems to be uh, maybe a smoot smoot holly st- style tariffs or something like this. Um, not not necessarily smoot holly. I mean, you could go back to the ones that existed before you know before Bill Clinton destroyed them and and, and Reagan and 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 others. You know, we had these tariffs all along. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't free trade or fair trade. It's 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 it, it's it's making your product in slave labor countries, so they could mark up the multinationals could mark up the the, the, the product and bring it back home. And this I is mean, here. This is globalization, I'm, I'm, basically what you're describing. And that's why you're seeing these movements around the globe in in Italy, in France, in 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 Germany, in in the Netherlands. It's one country after another in Hungary. They've had it. The people are getting shafted. It, and by the way, the TPP, the Trump, and where are all the liberals applauding that, that he's killed that thing? And this is all going back to the liar-in-chief Obama, the conmander. This is the guy that when he was running for office, again, it's in our Trends Journal. We wrote about it when it was happening. Back in 2007, 2008, he was going to the Rust Belt Obama and promising to renegotiate NAFTA. Yes, but he, and then what did he do? He didn't do anything. Then shoves down our throat the Trans-Pacific Partnership and tells us he was going to be a transparent president and we'd be able to see everything, and they didn't allow us to see that. It was done in secrecy. Yeah, he's transparent. Anybody with two eyes could see right through the cat, man. Not an ounce of credibility in him. So and what does he call it? He called it, you know, this is it, it was the best trade, the most progressive trade deal in history, quote. Yes. So now what we're saying is, no, this doesn't mean that, that, that you go into, you know, this smooth hartley or, or it has to be an a, a acrimonious thing. Here, one of our top trends is make it new. And with that, it's playing the Trump card. I'm good, because that's what our magazine does. We don't just talk about the issues. We try to show people how to profit from them. Mm-hmm. So who did Trump beat? He didn't only beat Clinton. He beat Obama. And we've never seen a president in my lifetime, and I've been around a long time, <laughs> campaign like Obama did. Oh, yeah. Folks, my reputation lays on my legacy. Well, you know what they told him would do with his legacy? They got creamed in the House. They lost the Senate and state houses around the country. Lost governorships. So he lost. And not only did he lose, the mainstream media lost. Every one of the major newspapers, every one of them, every one of them supported Clinton. That's a fact. That's not a you know a, 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 a an assumption, and and the mainstream media as well. When you do a content analysis on it, they lost. That's why they're coming out with the fake news baloney. Then who else lost? Well, Silicon Valley lost big time. Mm-hmm. The Zuckerbergs, the Schmitz, we saw at the Google with, with the WikiLeaks. How Google was so far entrenched with the with the Clinton campaign. All of these arrogant Silicon Valley people with their black shirts and jeans, with their one-dimensional thinking, just as they act one-dimensionally, they lost. The best algorithms and the best Silicon Conmen Valley minds lost. Trump beat them. Hollywood lost. The, 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 the Katzenbergs, the Spielbergs, they lost. The $100,000-a-plate dinners, they lost. We'll call a spade a spade. And I can say that now without being called a racist, by these politically incorrect people because Obama's out of office. <laughs> so we call a spade a spade. Clooney lost. 
De Niro lost. Hollywood lost. The entertainment industry lost. The Beyonce lost. The Jay-Z. Hey, Jay-Z, guess what? Your rap ain't that big. And either is yours, Beyonce and Springsteen and, and, and the rest of you. You're lost, Bon Jovi. What we're telling people is people are sick and tired of what is because of what is has a bad attitude and they're not putting down nothing. That's why Trump beat them. So we're telling people is fill the gap. Fill it with new. People want new. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, and, and I'll add to that list, uh, that, 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 that uh, prestigious list, uh, Gerald uh, Davos lost. And I think the uh, the CFR lost, and that whole crowd that's really been pushing—that's their life's work—has been all these uh, tra- trade agreements and multilateral institutions and and so forth. Uh, they they have also lost, I think, at least in the short term. But uh, at, in the next segment, you know, we're going to talk about um, Wall Street, obviously, and uh, Wall Street was backing the Goldman Sachs of the world, backing Hillary Clinton, backing Obama. Where is where is this going to go from here? Now with the uh, new sheriff uh, in the White House, uh, how's Wall Street going to pivot? So we'll look forward to hearing what you have to say about that in the next segment. I'm here with Gerald Salente, Director of Trends Research Institute, and we are talking about trends into 2017. Stay right there. I'm Patrick Henningsen. We'll be right back. President Trump wants to see an investigation into alleged voter fraud during the 2016 election. California Secretary of State Alex Padilla says such a move is troubling. I think the call for uh, 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 an investigation of some sort, we have yet to see the details, based on allegations that are not based on evidence or proof or any fact, uh, should be cause for concern. House Speaker Paul Ryan endorses Trump's call to investigate voter fraud. The Reverend Jesse Jackson agrees with President Trump's description of the violence in Chicago as carnage. The civil rights activist also says as much should be spent on rebuilding cities as has been proposed for building a border wall. President Trump told ABC News he believes torture tactics work, saying we have to fight fire with fire. But Trump says he will confer with the defense secretary as well as the CIA director to determine what can be done legally to combat the spread of radicalism. I'm Barbara Cusack. From the KFNX Weather Bug Weather Center for tonight, mostly clear the low 36. Thursday, sunny, warming up 56. One degree warmer Thursday night, clear skies the low this time 37. Friday, sunny and breezy, the high again 56. Friday night, clear and breezy, a low again 37. I'm Keith Langlotz from the KFNX Weather Bug Weather Center. Currently in downtown Phoenix, it's 49 degrees. Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Hey everyone, this is Ken Beckrick, owner of Online Trading Academy Phoenix. One of my students recently told me that Online Trading Academy is the best kept secret in the valley. Well, let me tell you, if you're a business owner, the last thing you want is for your business to be a secret in the community it serves, even if it is the best one. So I'm offering a series of complimentary workshops to get the word out. The workshop will benefit beginners who want to generate monthly income trading the financial markets. Additionally, it'll benefit those who have no interest in trading but want to manage their long-term retirement accounts. And if you're an experienced trader who's struggling to generate consistent profits, this workshop's for you too. Admission is free for those who call 8448-INCOME right now. That's 844 844- 
846-2663. When you attend, you'll also receive five of our most popular home study courses absolutely free. Call 8448-INCOME now. Seating is limited. Call 844-846-2663 today. Upper Crust Pizza Patio and Wine Bar is the Valley Hotspot. Stop by for happy hour weekdays from 4 to 7 p.m. with wine, beer, food, and drink specials. Or bring the family in on Tuesday for family night with $10 one-topping 18-inch pizzas. Wednesday half off all bottles of wine on the regular list of over 40 bottles. Upper Crust Pizza Patio and Wine Bar on the southeast corner of Cave Creek and the 101. Visit UppercrustWineBar.com. UppercrustWineBar.com. Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. All right, welcome back, welcome back. I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. We're at Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. And I'm here with my guest, who's the director of the Trends Research Institute, uh, and he's the the sage of Kingston, New York, as he's commonly known. Uh, Gerald Salente is here on the line with us this week. Now, before the break, Gerald, um, how I want you to explain to our listeners, Gerald, how this game works. I know you've been around uh, Manhattan, Wall Street for, oh, enough to understand how the game works. All the money was lining up the last, uh, you know, sort of twelve years behind Obama, uh, lining up behind Clinton. Uh, the Wall Street money was positioned behind these two candidates overwhelmingly. I'm talking about the George Soros's of the world and many, many others, uh, the Goldman Sachs's of the world. And how does Wall Street um, compensate, Gerald, when the result, it doesn't go their way? You know, were they behind Trump uh, to begin with or were they had all the chips behind Clinton? How does the dynamic change once the election changes? How do you see that relationship moving or changing? Well, Wall Street was definitely behind Clinton, uh, because when you look at, again, only the data, as she went up and down in the polls in the closing weeks of the election, so too did the markets. When she was up in the polls, the markets went up. There's no greater example than the weekend before Election Day, when the FBI said that they were no longer going to look into Clinton's uh, activities, and they called the case closed. And then on Monday... When the markets opened, the Dow went up 371 points on the anticipation that Clinton was going to win. The next day, election day, by election night, the Dow was down over 800 points, the Dow futures, on the anticipation that Trump was going to win. And gold spiked up over $50 an ounce. And then the next day, everything reversed. How come it reversed? It reversed because of what Wall Street is Wall Street, and Wall Street's only money-oriented. And they began to realize that they got a guy in there that he's a bottom-line president. He's a bottom-line person, those who know him. It's all about the bottom line. And again, he has a track record. I know people, you know, his story after story got shafted from him. You know, if the contractors do work for him, you know, they usually get paid, you know, the last the last payment is after they finish the work and he always, you know, knocks it down after that. You know, he's a track record of that. So he's a he's a he's a he's a tough business guy. So what right now was Wall Street doing? Well, you know, we talked about the Goldman Sachs gang. I mean his 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 cabinet's loaded with him. You know, his not only his cabinet, but I mean his administration. You know, one guy after another from uh you know 
all of them. It's just a whole bunch of them are in there. So it's just business. So that's the way Wall Street looks at. It's only business. And so that's different than politics. And with politics, there's, there's grudges, there's this, it's just about business. And by the way, this is very important because now the business of America is becoming business again. Under Obama, remember, he's the only president in American history that throughout his whole term, there were wars going on. And what is Trump talking about? Well, when you read that, quote, dark, inaugural address, as the media called it, he's saying not to get involved in foreign entanglements and overthrow other countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think John Quincy Adams said that, too, as well as, as, well as Washington in his farewell address. It's not, you know, so, it's not something you hear from the so-called conservatives uh, in Washington. Uh, it, it, that, that's a real, true, paleoconservative uh, position, which is no foreign entanglements and concentrate on the, the, the wealth and the prosperity of the United States. So this is something that's been missing from definitely from the right wing uh, for a very long time. And the left. I mean, look at the yeah, left. And the mean, left. All, of these, yeah. all of these people crying. You know, we launched, I launched, anybody could go to the website. We had a big event here. I had I launched Occupy Peace in September 2015 up at Colonial Kingston. We have we own three buildings, uh, three pre-Revolutionary War stone buildings: 1750, 1776, 1763. The other one's 1691. That's a museum. It's the most historic four corners in America. The only place with a pre-Revolutionary War stone building. I had Ralph Nader here. Cindy Sheehan, that's the woman, you know, that camped out in front of George Bush's yep. place. Her son was killed. In a, I had Dr. Robert Thurman, Uma Thurman's father, you know, is a renowned Buddhist. Or Gary Null from New York City, very renowned in his work. We closed down the streets. Where, where were all the protests? We, 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 we sent out 350,000 press releases over the course of a month. No coverage. Every war group, every woman's group, nothing. No support at all. So now let's go back to, you're talking about the conservatives. How about the Democrats that are all crying, all of these women marching, that Hillary Clinton lost? A woman with more blood on her hands than Jack the Ripper? Did anybody forget her, uh, uh, her, uh, uh, that wonderful video clip of her on CBS when they asked her how she felt that when Muammar Gaddafi was killed, killed, sodomized with knives? We came, we saw he died. Oh, yeah, Gaddafi has to go. Assad has to go. No fly zone if I get elected. What a bunch of hypocrisy. The Democratic Party's nothing more than a, than, a, than another neoconservative group of people. Look at all the blood on Obama's hands. I'm, quote, I'm really good at killing people, according to the book Double Down. Murdered over 4,000 innocent people with drones. There's no Democratic Party. It's another neoconservative, neo, uh, neoconservative party. That's all it is, a bunch of neocons. And everybody's crying. Oh, oh, we're a bunch of hypocrites. Where were they with Occupy Peace? Where were they against the Iraq War when Obama, no boots on the ground, folks, and here they are again. I got a boot for you. Oh, another one in Syria. It's hypocrisy. There's no Democratic Party. It's nothing, just another wing of the other neoconservative parties. Well, it's, I think it's, I'm amazed, Gerald, uh, growing up, you know, the, the, the left, the American left, the political left 
It was always, you know, sympathetic towards the Soviet Union and communist countries. And now the biggest, the most fire-breathing anti-Russian block is coming from the Democratic Party, which proves to me, Gerald, this really has nothing to do with um, ideologies. It has everything to do with politics and getting power and keeping power. And this really, what I've learned now after looking at this whole uh, fiasco with the Russian hysteria, the Russian hack, um, it, it it comes down to politics and has very little to do with any anything else. There's definitely no morals involved or any ethics involved or anything. It's just uh, purely politics. And they saw that as a vehicle, the Russian uh, talking point, as a vehicle to try to leverage you know some political advantage. That's the way I look at it. Um, I think it's incredible, actually, but sad on a on a, on a deep level too. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Again, you know, it happened with Clinton when he killed the Democratic Party, when they had this Democratic Leadership Council thing that they founded in 1985 by Al Fromm. You know, this is the guy that gave us NAFTA. People forget that Bill Clinton was bombing Iraq every four days. Oh, you love that Bosnian war, the one they made up with more lies in destroying Yugoslavia. I mean, go again, anybody could go on to uh, Google it up, put in uh, Madeleine Albright, and uh, Leslie Stahl, and Leslie Stahl asked Madeleine Albright, she was the Secretary of, St- of State again, uh, under Clinton, that if the death of 500,000 Iraqi children because of the sanctions was worth the price, and Madeleine Albright said, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. I'm tired of here playing his gender card, race card, and creed card. Every old, good and bad comes in all of them. They make it save it. I don't want to hear it anymore. Well, one of the amazing things, uh, you know, it, I think as time will tell, Gerald, I, I think of what the effect of this election is. But in a kind of a way, the, the most amazing thing about Donald Trump's uh, victory and also how he's steamrolling ahead really this week is yeah, some people believe, you know, this is the first president to basically turn this uh, not just political correctness, but that this kind of postmodern um uh, progressive elitism he's turned it against itself in a masterful way and i think you really touched on that you know at the beginning of the show and you said he's a, he knows how to play the game and the only the only game is really to play your own game um so you know it, the the rule breaker becomes the rule maker and is you, is that what we're seeing here you you got it and and it, one of our we're talking the new trends journal is coming out and one of the things we're play, we're writing about is play the trump card and, and I'll go, let's go back to the, one of the first debates with the, in the Republican Party. He goes from behind the podium, and he goes over to Jeb Bush, puts his hand on his shoulder, and says, you know, you're a nice guy, but you're not much of a man, basically. <laughs> now, anybody, I mean, you know, I'm a New Yorker, you know, and I'm also, you know, I teach close combat, been a practitioner for, you know, over a quarter of a century. Somebody puts their hand on my shoulder, I take it off very nicely, very quickly. For you know, this one touches me. You don't have you don't touch me without being invited in. <laughs> but on international television, there's Jeb Bush just stood there like a little boy. I'm mentioning this because it goes back to what I was saying: make it new. People want it new and play the Trump card again. Our magazine and what we do is about business. Is you know, is what people subscribe for. So now here's how you play the Trump card: you stamp every product that you can make in America that you're making here, made with pride in USA. You play what's going on now. And then what you do, let's say you're going to make athletic shoes. You go up to Oregon where Nike headquarters are, and then you play the trump card. You start running ads. Phil Knight, 
you know, the guy that runs, owns Nike, mm-hmm. is a sellout to America. He gets his shoes made from slave labor workers overseas and pays them slave labor wages so he could mark up the price and make more billions for himself. Buy my product. It's made with pride in America. You play the Trump card. You take out the top cat. And that's all Trump did, one after another. After he got rid of Jeb Bush, he went to whoever was next in line, got rid of that guy. After that one, got rid of the next one. So what we're saying to people is don't get caught up in what you like, what you don't like. I can't stand this guy. Look at what is. And what is now is like I've never seen in my life before. Whether it's Foxconn, that big company that makes all these you know, smartphones and all the phones, this huge Taiwanese company that says they're going to invest $10 billion here. Wow. Whether it's General Motors saying they're going to invest a billion. Whether it's Chrysler and Ford saying they're going to make more cars here. Whether it was a carrier, you play the Trump card. That's why you're seeing, again, the political world, the media world, and the real world. You know, when we were on break, there was somebody, the news little brief came on, and some, some guy came out about, you know, Trump has no, no, you know, the arrogant voice, you know, that there's no hard evidence that, uh, that these, uh, uh, the the, the uh, voting thing was hacked or whatever, you know, and and I and I'm not saying I if I was Trump, you know, within the team, I said don't talk about this. But being that he didn't, this guy says no evidence. Hey, hey, Junior, how about no evidence about Russian hacking? Exactly. Could you, could you handle that one loud mouth? And that's what I can't stand about these guys. Yeah, they're little they're little hypocrites. They're little boys of nothing. Yeah. And, and, but they throw off, they shoot their mouths off, not one ounce of hard evidence that Russia hacked us. We have confidence. Yeah, confidence? Confidence, con man, con game. Yeah, your CIA, they had confidence that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and ties to al-Qaeda. What am I, six years old? I'm going to swallow your crap? And they keep shoving it out. And the people keep buying it. Yeah, and uh, when I see the media, uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this quickly. But you know, when I, when I see the media basically having guests on, whether it's Wolf Blitzer or George Stephanopoulos or Chuck Todd or any of these beauties who who run their desks, they they're saying, "How can you how can you doubt the uh, the the assessment of the CIA?" And these are the people that are protecting uh, Americans every day. And it, let's get realistic: the, you know, the CIA has been completely politicized. Just uh, think in, of the names that you said. Mouse Blitzer, a little boy of nothing, Stephanopoulos, a Clinton hack. Yes. <laughs> a Clinton little boy, Chuck Todd, another little nobody. Prostitutes is the word I call them. Yeah. Prostitutes. They get paid to put out. They're nothing more than corporate whores. They're nobodies. They have a track record of failure and lies promoting war and hate. That's all they do. They get paid to put out their prostitutes. They're paid by their Washington Johns and their corporate whoremasters. Well, you you talk about this in in the Trends Journal. Uh, I'll quote from the the article here. It's, while while the entire mainstream media and major polling organizations led the populace astray over the past year by predicting Clinton would win, uh, quote, and by a landslide uh, in brackets. Um, the same people that got it wrong are, again, wrongly pontificating on why Trump won and uh, wh- and what to expect next. 
And I see the panic, Gerald, in the press pool. Uh, when you look at the press conferences this week, it's unbelievable. It's like the whole thing's been flipped on its head. Uh, and Sean Spicer is basically playing a totally different role than the last press secretary, Josh Ernest. Like the whole, the culture is completely inverted right now. It's, it's kind of entertaining to watch and to see the press trying to compensate or trying to reposition themselves. Um, so the game's changed now. Uh, and they're getting, they're under a lot of pressure though, Gerald. And, uh, how long do you think the press can keep up this all out attack? Do you think it'll, it'll sort of fade out over after six months or is this just going to be four years of siege, of a siege basically? Four years of a siege. Trump has two years to do anything that he wants. He has, he has no, no, no resistance at all. You go back to less than a month before the election, you can pick up the headlines. They were, you know, Paul Ryan and Paul Ryan. I think Paul Ryan. I think it was Eddie Munster and Paul Ryan. I get it mixed up. <laughs> yeah, you know? Eddie Munster. You know, I mean, you a little, another little boy that never worked a day in his life. I can't stand these people. Again, I've been there. I, I was the assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate. It was the worst job I ever had. I'm a young guy. It'd be too BSing in the back of the chamber. They got a little clown they call a sergeant at arms that opens up these big doors for these guys to walk through. They can't open the door on their own. I'd be talking to my buddy, and my buddy would lead me and follow the senator like a little puppy dog and pull out the seat and help him sit down. And my friends would come back. I said, what's the matter, man? Cats can't sit down by themselves. They need some help. The only way you get to the top in politics is you suck your way up. And he'd say, Gerald, you know, if you have that kind of an attitude, you're not going to make it here. And I said, the way I grew up, you know, my mother may have so rest in peace before I knew what the word meant. She used to say to me, I hate cowards, so I don't do that kind of stuff. So that's what you have there. So Trump is free to do what he wants. The media is going to continue to attack him because who is the media? Again, think about it. The media supported Clinton. Go back to 1996. Who was the guy that deregulated the media? Bill Clinton, the 1996 Federal Communications Act. In those days, little companies owned all the television stations, radio stations throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Now we have six companies that control 90% plus. It's payoff. They call it campaign contributions and donations. Adults call it bribes and payoffs. So they don't like Trump. And they can't control Trump. Nobody can. Mm. Yeah, and uh, the other article that you had, which I was really interested in, said Silicon Valley, Rust Belt 2.0. Uh, so, you know, how do you see the Silicon Valley going? Uh, and again, we're talking about this this subject that we brought up here about the real economy uh, versus, you know, the other economy, um, the virtual economy and so forth. Is there is there a transition there? Uh, how much power? Because the Silicon Valley ruled the roost, really, in economic terms for the last 15 years. Uh, in, in terms of the emergent sort of, you know, dominant um, player, as it were, on the national scene. How, how do you see this thing going now, uh, going forward? Well, the reason we call it a Rust Belt, think of the Rust Belt areas around the country. They were, they, they were At one time, they were pro- prolific in terms that you had natural resources that were needed or, or their locations, waterways, rail transportation, whatever it might have been, location or natural resources. When those weren't needed anymore, they went under. What's the natural resource in Silicon Valley? The mind. Mm -hmm. And the mind is very narrow in Silicon Valley. We saw it with this election. It's a whole world out there. Look at Alibaba compared to Amazon. Look at what's going on in South Korea. 
whether it's Estonia, Croatia, the mine could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. And Silicon Valley is in a valley. They have an attitude and a look that's that's not very wide. It's it's identical. You could stamp it out. So you have that kind of close thinking and arrogance behind you. They're going to knock you out. And that's what's going to happen. There's more and more erosion. There's no need to be there. It's all in the mind. And not only Silicon Valley, it's happening all over the country. They're moving to places around the nation, mm-hmm. not only around the world. You don't need to be there anymore. Same with Hollywood. Uh, the, the Louis Baton Rouge, uh, all these other Atlanta, a lot of this production is, is spreading out now globally. Um, and it doesn't need to necessarily be in Hollywood anymore. Uh, like it did for so many years. So that's that. That is definitely a trend, the decentralization there. But um, th- before we, the last thing I want to ask you, um, which is kind of a big topic, we got about five minutes left. That Wall Street, uh, the derivatives bubble, uh, the debt, um, the 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 Ponzi scheme. You know, the the re injection of um, Ponzi uh, aspects to the housing, the new housing bubble. Is this like the caldera underneath Yellowstone Park? I mean, is this, you know, could this blow or is this just being managed at low intensity management over a long period of time, manage the crisis? How, how do you see this playing out in the next four years? It could go either way. You know, you, you just don't know. This thing should have exploded a long time ago. But again, with Trump, what you're going to start seeing is interest rates going up. Mm-hmm. There'll be a slowdown in the real estate market. But I, we, again, Anything can happen. And this guy's very volatile. You know, he's his worst enemy. And and so something could happen. They're always the wild cards. Because as I mentioned, you have a global, you know, you have to look at it globally. And I mentioned interest rates are going to go up. The higher interest rates go, the stronger the dollar gets. The stronger the dollar gets, the weaker all these other currencies go. And they have to pay back all that debt of $10 trillion back in, 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 in dollars. And their currencies are down, so they have to pay more in their currencies. China is the big one to watch. China's debt, and check this out. When 20 years ago, it was about $500 billion they were in debt, corporate and government. Today, it's over $30 trillion. Wow. And here's the other thing that people don't realize. You know when China joined the World Trade Organization, when they let them in, and when, when we saw the big... You know, we, we lost over 5 million jobs in the last 20 years. But a lot of the jobs have been lost since China got into the World Trade Organization. It was two weeks after 9-11. Nobody was watching. They, George Bush just shoved it right through there. Never, never mentioned anything about it. So my, the nation's mind was on, on, uh, on, on nine eleven. Mm-hmm. So with Trump coming in now and, and and renegotiating these trade deals, it may add some more stability to the nation. One of our top trends for twenty sixteen was self sustaining economies. You hear all these people talking about buying local, right? Mm-hmm. Why not buy national? We're 320 million people strong. 98% of our clothing is imported. Do you think we could make our own shirt, shoes, and, 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 and pants? I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah, absolutely. So what, you, what, we, what we're saying is this is going to create, again, I'm of the age when, you know, people had four, five, six kids, and only the father worked, and he worked in a factory, and he made enough money to raise the family with the mother staying home. So 
with manufacturing jobs rather than service sector jobs that Bill Clinton gave us with the Democratic Leadership Council when they just did a... Remember, the Democrats used to represent the workers. They don't represent the workers anymore. They represent Wall Street. So what I'm saying is we could become a self-sustaining economy. So yes, you're going to have the derivatives bubble, all these other issues, but if you're building the economy and the money's going back to the people rather than under what was happened with Wall Street, where, again, the, the numbers don't lie. What, what, look at that Oxfam number that came out about three weeks ago that nobody talks about. Six people in the world have more money than half the world's population combined? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's stunning. It's breathtaking. So we have, to, we have to redistribute the wealth. And by the way, Patrick... There's a great opportunity now for a new third party to fill the gap that's been left with the, with the Democrats becoming neocons and the Republicans losing. Trump's not a Republican. He's just who he is. So there's a great opportunity now for a new party that represents we the people in the, in the most basic ways because the gap is right now. And that's really the, the big one. It's open. Well... Thank you very much, uh, Gerald Salente, director of the Trends uh, Research Institute. Go to trendsresearch.com and subscribe to the Trends Journal. Uh, Gerald, it's been a fantastic uh, conversation. Hope to have you on again. There's so much to talk about. Uh, anytime, and thank you for all that you do. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Gerald Salente. Uh, we're wrapping it up this week. Patrick Henningsen live here on Independent Talk 1100. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. Go to 21stCenturyWire.com for your breaking news right now and all week. Take care, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Patrick Henningsen Live. Until next week, visit 21stCenturyWire.com. And alternatecurrentradio.com as well. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. There you go. That's Patrick Henningsen live. Great show there with Gerald Salente. Always dig Gerald Salente's take on the world. So a big thanks to everybody hanging out down there in the Alternate Current Radio chat room. Uh, don't forget to go sign up at 21wire.tv if you're not a member already. there's uh, It's an awesome site. Seriously. It's great. I... Uh, have access to it and i use it all the time so check it out all right uh let's see what do we got coming up next live show will be boiler room tomorrow no i take that back next live show will be richie allen tomorrow at uh noon pacific two central three eastern and then boiler room which will be live starting at 6 p.m pacific 8 p.m central 9 p.m eastern time don't miss it it's time since 2009 21st century wire has been a trusted source of alternative news with opinion analysis investigative reports and features covering stories from north america to europe to the middle east and globally in the last two years we've grown dramatically this year we're expanding our programming and our reporting and adding to our team of dedicated contributors but we need your help there is a way you can support us. Go to 21wire.tv and click on 21wire membership to find out more about how you can help support our platform by subscribing and becoming a member. 
In return, we promise to keep it independent and keep it real. But that's not all. By subscribing to 21wired.tv, members will get access to more premium content, like virtual private screenings of new documentaries and short films, and get inside access to members' podcasts, like On the QT with Patrick Henningsen. And also, you can see our new morning commute show, Drive by Wire with Sean Helton, as well as our new geopolitical current affairs series, Insight, shot in high definition. By becoming a member, you're also helping to support the Sunday Wire radio show, as well as all our great reporting at 21stCenturyWire.com. There's more. Members will also gain access to our fortnightly Members Situation Report newsletter, as well as special discounts on all 21 Wire merchandise up at our online store, Shop 21. Subscribe and become a member at 21wire.tv.